Coming up on this episode of the Retirement Pathfinder, we're going to talk about how one overlooked issue in retirement can sink everything you've worked towards. There's so many moving parts and pieces, and it's easy to overlook some certain things. But today, we want to highlight some important factors that you need to be paying attention to and address with your financial plan. In order to retire successfully, you'll need vision. You'll also need a plan to execute that vision. Welcome to Retirement Pathfinder with Barbara Lane and Phil Gusky. On today's show, we'll give you the tools you need to navigate unique challenges you'll face in retirement. It's time to chart your financial future. Retirement Pathfinder starts now. Welcome in. Glad to have you once again on the podcast. I am Ben George, joined as always by Barbara Lane and Phil Gusky, Retirement Income Planning Specialists at Pathfinder Wealth Management. How are you guys today? We're doing great. How are you doing, Ben? And welcome to all of our listeners. I'm doing well as well. I know you guys have enjoyed a nice, uh, mild winter, right? 50 degrees recently. Yes, we're 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 still shocked around yeah. here. Yeah. In fact, uh, three weeks ago, we had six inches of ice on the pond, Oof. and now all the ice has gone out. And wow. uh, break out the umbrellas. I mean, it really is sunny out. Yeah, it is. Well, you know, I think tomorrow getting up to almost 60 degrees is. It's unprecedented for this area. Well, we don't want to jinx ourselves over here, Barb. Let's <laughs> not say too much. Could go out like a lion, right? <laughs> yeah, I feel yep. like there's going to be one one more push before winter. Uh, leaves, I think right? you're probably right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Well, we have a lot going on, and before we hop into our topic today, I know you guys have a class coming up, right? An upcoming class, taxes and retirement, which will be held yep. at Northern Illinois University in Rockford, right? Yes. Yep. Northern Illinois University in Rockford, 11 o'clock a.m. on March 18th and 20th. Awesome. And you can also, uh, what you can do if you'd like to come to the class, give us a call at 815-399-9806 and register. We'd love to have you come. Yeah, this is really a top, a hot topic right now. We had uh, lots of people out to our last one. I think we had at both classes, we had, what, 35 to 40 people that showed up? Oh, wow. Easily. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, some of them were standing room only. The, the first one was standing room only. Yeah, they ran out of chairs at the library we had it at, Ben. It was That's really <laughs> kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And I know this is, uh, it's again, something that a lot of people heading into retirement are, are focused on and and want to make sure they get right and do what they can to not pay more than they need to in taxes. So again, if you're interested in that class, Taxes in Retirement, which will be March 18th and 20th, again, reach out to Barbara and Phil. You can call 815-399-9806 and go ahead and secure your spot for that class. All right, let's jump into our topic today. Again, how one overlooked issue can sink your retirement. You know, there's so many different things you have to pay attention to in retirement. And if you overlook some certain areas, it really can sink everything that you've worked on. So we want to kind of share some strategies to help ensure that you stay on track and that you can avoid that one big mistake that could derail everything. So the first one that I have on my list today is the possibility of outliving your money. It's the biggest fear, right, for for retirees is, is running out of money at some point. So how do you put together a strategy that kind of ensures that you have enough to last. Yeah, Ben, it's, it, well, it turns out that many retirees believe that they're going to outlive their savings. Just looking at a TIAA craft survey last year, which was May of 2023, 48% of retirees believe they'll outlive their savings entirely. There's nearly two in five retirees that have no retirement savings, and only about 12% have at least the recommended 555000 in savings. On average, retirees have just $170,000 saved for retirement. 
now, given the fact that some are circumstances beyond their control, like maybe health issues, environmental issues, if the company shut down or moved, those type of things, financial crises that we've seen over the last several years, but one third of workers do not have a company retirement plan. The good news is this, and this is good news. Good news is beginning January 1st, 2024, this year, 401k plans are being offered for part-time employees. You have to work at least 500 hours per year for three consecutive years. And then in 2025, that time frame will be reduced to two years. You have to work two consecutive years to participate. There are tax, tax credits will be available for small businesses to create retirement plans for their employees. But I think that's great news for people that didn't have a retirement and so many companies are uh, hiring part-time employees these days. Now, for those that do have a 401k or a company-sponsored plan, I encourage you to save something, at least up to the company match, if there's one, and uh, slowly increase your contributions each year. If you're within five years of retirement, you'll want to see a retirement specialist to look at your situation and create a plan for you that will ensure you won't run out of money. If you have an income plan for your retirement, an actual plan, uh, regardless of the stock market ups and downs, that will outpace inflation, provide an income stream, and continue through your re retirement years, you'll know how long your money will last. You'll see that within your income report. Uh, and we design income plans for every situation, although it's up to you how much you've saved. Yeah, the other thing that we need to mention too, Barb, uh, getting back to the idea of taxes, is something we call legislative risk. Now, legislative risk is where the Congress can change the tax code, right? So at the end of 2025, unless they really prolong the uh, the latest uh, 2017 Tax Cut and Jobs Act, I'll give you an example. That 22% bracket goes back to 25%. Yep. And so, you know, how about um, decimating your, your retirement plan by paying more taxes long term? I would hate to see taxes double, but it's been known to happen. And so... That's the other thing we have to really coach our people on is that you need to really plan as part of your, your retirement planning is, is the tax aspect of it. Yeah, right now, before those tax cuts revert back to the old, you've got two years to do something you do. great, you know, tax-free account for yourselves. Mm -hmm. You know the stock market is unpredictable, but did you know that that volatility can wreak havoc on your retirement savings if you're not prepared? Don't leave your future to chance. Let Pathfinder Wealth Management help you navigate these turbulent waters. With over 70 years of combined experience and a fiduciary responsibility since 1996, they have the expertise to guide you through market ups and downs. Barbara Lane and Phil Gusky are dedicated to educating clients and empowering you to make informed decisions. To get in touch, book a 15-minute chat with them today by visiting pathfinderchat.com and take control of your retirement plan. Don't let market volatility derail your future. Visit pathfinderchat.com or visit the link in the description of today's show. All right, let's talk about inflation next. We know that this has been something that has plagued us in the last couple of years, mm. but even when it's not making headlines like it has in 2022 and 2023, there's always that creep of inflation in the background. It's always there. It's never going away. So what strategies can you put in place to help at least keep up with and hopefully beat inflation? Yeah, the leak of inflation could actually sink your retirement boat as well. And Barb touched on it a little bit here, Ben. But, you know, inflation has been that very interesting topic of late. Um, people don't realize how fortunate we are as a nation that we've actually, uh, you know, 
only had 9%, only 9% inflation in the last couple of years. Sounds like a huge amount. We did not suffer uh, what they call hyperinflation. But before we give you a couple of strategies that will keep uh, inflation in check, I think a little review of history is in order. And I have in front of Barb and myself here my dad's uh, stamp collection from 1933. And it's got some really pretty stamps in it. Uh, we're looking at the country of Germany, where my dad was born and came over in 1924. And so um, this this particular example I'm going to give you is a really great example of what hyperinflation, what the government can do to the currency. And so, uh, Barb, if we look at a stamp here in 1916, uh, at that point, it took a, a certain amount of money to send a first class uh, piece of postage. And it, what does it say there? It says two and a half. Is it Deutsch? Yeah, or is it two and a half? Finnick. Two and a half Finnick would be the money mark. Okay. Yeah, to, that's the, that basically translates to two two and a half cents to send a stamp, and that was at the start of uh, World War One, right? And so we turn over a couple pages here, and we go to 1923, and uh, they've got overprints on these stamps, and and so we see one stamp down here, Barb. It's a green stamp with a. It says twenty something. Can you can you read what that says? It says twenty Malarnum. Yeah, Pilart, Millardin. Millardin is is German for billion. Yeah. So in 1923, yeah, in 1923, it cost 20 billion marks to send the same stamp or the same envelope that took two and a half cents just a few years earlier. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, no. You know, hard to believe. it is hard to believe. And so um, that means that 20 billion marks to send that that letter. Unbelievable. Seven years yeah. earlier. So by by uh, 1923 in post World War One Germany, their currency had collapsed completely. The government started printing money that was basically worthless. And I don't know if you remember ever seeing uh, pictures Ben of people uh, wielding uh, barrelfuls or or wheelbarrowfuls of Deutschmarks mm -hmm. to go buy yeah, bread. So, but yeah, yeah, yeah we really was something. And and so as an example in Berlin, at the end of 1922, a loaf of bread at that point cost 160 marks. Now. Uh, back in 1916, it was about four marks to the dollar. But in 1923, at the start of 1923, it cost 160 marks. So that was like 40 bucks to buy a loaf of bread. Sure. By the end of 1923, Ben, it cost 200 billion marks to buy that same loaf of bread. Wow. Uh, it, it was unbelievable. And so anybody that had any common sense left Germany, and my my uh, uh, grandparents and, and their family came over in 1924, to escape that type of uh, repression. But, you know, it's a real sordid tale. Uh, and that was a tale of, of hyperinflation, but it's not new. It's occurred throughout history and in many nations. And I remember reading a book back in high school called The Fiat Money Inflation in France, written by Andrew Wright in 19, or actually 1876. So as far back as 1876, uh, they were writing about uh, inflation. So uh, here are some other quotes by well-known people about uh, inflation. Uh, John Maynard Keynes, he was an economist in the mm -hmm. early part of the 20th century, said, by a continuous process of inflation, government can confiscate secretly and unobserved, confiscate a, an important part of wealth of its citizens. Here's another one. You'd be surprised to hear this one. This one was from Vladimir Lenin. Uh, and maybe you're too young, too young to know about Lenin, uh, Ben. But I'm aware, yeah. Yeah, he was the guy that started the Communist Party. Yeah. He said this, The way to crush the bourgeoisie <laughs> is to grind them between the millstones of taxes and inflation. <laughs> uh, you know, wow. so uh, that's another one. You know, he knew about inflation. He knew about taxes. Milton yeah. Friedman, 
who is a very famous professor of economics at the University of Chicago. We used to call him Uncle Milty. Uh, He said that inflation is one form of taxation that can be imposed without legislation. Ronald Reagan, you know, kind of my personal hero, he said this. He said, inflation is is as violent as a mugger, as frightening as an armed robber, and as deadly as a hitman. (laughs) And finally, there's another quote here. It used to be said that nothing in life is certain except death and taxes, but now we add inflation. You know who said that, Ben? Who? Me, Phil Gusky. I said <laughs> I had I added inflation to it. So, uh, so what strategies do we recommend at Pathfinder to keep uh, pace with inflation or try to keep it under control? Very simply, equities. Have a percentage of your portfolio holding uh, growth mutual funds, equity mutual funds, or ETFs, which have historically outperformed inflation. So over the last 100 years, inflation has averaged about 3%. But stocks, as measured by the S&P 500, have outperformed inflation by 7.4%, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. You've got to have equities in your portfolio to outperform inflation. Over the last 24 years, since 2000, equities have outperformed and beat inflation by 4.51%. So if any of our listeners wish to enter into a conversation about inflation and its effects on on their income, effects uh, on their uh, retirement, go to pathfinderchat.com or give our call our office a call at 815-399-9806. Yeah, and the other thing to consider Phil is uh, for people that are taking private pension lifetime payouts. You know, those do not have the colas uh like the public pension system does. But it was interesting I was listening to a report recently that said a dozen eggs in 1970 was 76 cents. Yep. Today it's $3, which is an average of about 3.3% inflation per year. Mm. So if we project that out another 50 years, a dozen eggs will cost $20 in 2076. Seems astronomical. It really is. I mean, it, it's something that basically will erode away your your purchasing power. And of course, that it really is an unseen tax. It really is. And um, the government controls our currency. They control the amount of money. And uh, the reason why we had such high inflation was because they were creating fiat money. They were uh, inflating the currency. And uh, now they're trying to, of course, uh, diminish that. But uh, mm-hmm. and we'll get back to to normal inflation rates as as time goes on because of the way um, you know we're a free market society, and yeah. so we believe uh, that uh, you know that entrepreneurs will will win the day. Yeah, it's interesting because it happens so slowly. Oftentimes that you don't you just you don't notice it until it it happens mm-hmm. all at once. So you say twenty dollars, Barbara, for. A dozen eggs. It seems like oh, that could never happen. But you know, over time, when you're paying four dollars, five, six, seven, all of a sudden yeah. you're like, well, it's not that much different. Then you look back on how much things have changed. So it's scary to think about and why you have to mm-hmm. plan for it. All right, got a yep. couple more here to discuss with you. The expense of, nur- of a nursing home stay. So long term care, right? So this is a, a cost that catches a lot of people off guard. And if you haven't planned for it, and all of a sudden you need to utilize it, it can really put a huge dent into your retirement. Yeah, here we go again, Ben. Uh, it really is the elephant in the room. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been talking about uh, offsetting the cost of nursing homes for 40 years. And 20 years ago, most of those in the greatest generation pushed back whenever I brought up the idea of covering the cost of nursing homes. Uh, usually they had two responses. And um, I asked Barb this question. One is that I'm not going to a nursing home, right? They just deny, 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 deny. They're not going to a nursing home. And the second answer is, I'm going to go live with the kids. (laughs) They'll take care of me. Yeah. But today, the baby boomers agree with the high probability of their going into some kind of healthcare facility. 
you know, whether it's assisted living, you know, sheltered care, or a number of levels in between all the way up to skilled care, the numbers are definitely in. Okay, according to the National Institute of Aging, about 4.7 million senior citizens, those are people that are 65 years of age and older, about 4.7 million seniors are utilizing health home health care at this point. 730,000 are in assisted living and 1.4 million are in skilled care facilities. Uh, there are currently 16,000 nursing homes nationwide. I didn't realize how many there were, but 16,000 nursing homes nationwide with 1.8 million beds. Business is booming. Yeah, it's profitable too. Oh, it really is. Yeah, it's expanding. So with 10,000 Americans turning 65 every day by the year 2030, almost 70 million will be age 65 or older and 8.4 million will be 85 years of, of age or older. Now, now here's the magic number when you hit age 85. There's a 50% likelihood that you'll end up needing long-term care, 50%. So because of medical advances, people are living longer than ever. So if you lead an active and healthy lifestyle, and I'm talking to you pickleballers out there, Okay, Ben, you know what pickleball is, don't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The new it, sport. Yeah, it's it's kind of the old people's form of tennis, I I think. I don't know. but well, Everybody's playing uh, it now, it seems like. It yeah. is. Young people, too. There is a national tournament going on. So your probability of entering a nursing home, if you're, if you're really active during your lifetime, is fairly high, you know, especially mm -hmm. after age 85. And nursing home care is undeniably expensive. So according to the National Council on Aging, the medium cost for a nursing home in the U.S. is about $8,000 per month for a shared room and about $9,000 per month for a private room. So, you know, and that's not even considering skilled uh, level of care either. But sheltered or assisted living rates, yes, it's about eight dollars to $10,000. Of course, the rates will vary depending on your geographic location. So given the statistics, doesn't it make sense to at least explore the possibilities? Here are some options to consider. Number one, you know, maybe you can set aside enough uh, to pay privately. It's called a spend down. Uh, Medicare only covers the first 20 days while you're in a hospital. And then it, there's going to be a, what they call a partial payment from day 21 through day 100. After that, you are definitely out of pocket. So if you aren't concerned about leaving much to your spouse or kids, spend all the cash and then sell your home. That's one way to do it. It's, it's totally feasible that you can be a private pay uh person. So second is uh, you could consider purchasing a traditional long-term care policy. We've seen many of those uh, sold over the years. We normally wouldn't recommend a, a real expensive plan, just you know, a stripped down, no frills plan that would cover a, just a portion of the expense uh, for your care in a nursing home, assisted living, or a sheltered care facility. Or the third option is to invest in what we call an asset-based long-term care plan where you could uh, couple a, a cash deposit with either an annuity or a life insurance policy. You put that money in, plop it in there. And the idea here is that you would get back a portion of the deposit if you don't access any type of services. So you get back part of your money, whereas you know if you bought traditional long-term care insurance, you wouldn't get anything back if you didn't go into a facility. So the time to act is now. Don't procrastinate on doing this essential planning. We can steer you to the right direction, in the right direction, and answer any questions in a 15-minute complimentary call to our office or reach out at pathfinderchat.com. Yeah, you know, the long-term care industry, uh, some some companies have, have stopped uh, carrying long-term care, but they've changed so much over the years yep. too, you know, as far as, you know, offerings. And, you know, you can have a policy these days for three years. Uh, the average stay in a nursing home is about two and a half years, but that's going to take the brunt off of, you know, you spending first your first dollar 
at the nursing home. So it's, it's definitely worth considering. Hey there, just a quick break from the podcast for a moment to tell you how Barb and Phil are assisting clients every day in the office with some effective tax savings opportunities under the latest Secure Act 2.0 legislation. If you want to find out how much you could save, give them a call and schedule a free 15-minute initial consultation. Call 815-399-9806 or go to pathfinderchat.com. That's pathfinderchat.com and schedule your visit with just a few clicks. We'll also put the contact info in this episode's show notes. Now, back to the show. All right, got one more I want to point out here, one key issue that you have to prepare for, and the volatility of the stock market. We know the market's going to go up and down. That's no surprise. But how can it impact your retirement savings? Well, first of all, let's talk about volatility. Let's define it to begin with. Uh, it's a, Volatility is defined as a measure of how much the stock market's overall value fluctuates up and down. So stocks can be considered more volatile than bonds. And you can calculate volatility by looking at how much an asset's price varies from its average price. That's called standard deviation. And that's the statistical measure of volatility. When you're preparing to retire, it's important to get the right mix in your portfolio with measured volatility in each of the asset classes that you're investing in. And then we look at risk, which is the possibility of losing money. Risk is a measure of value, whereas volatility is a range of price movements and can be easily measured. So when we know that number, then we can design a portfolio to allow for those price movements and not panic. The goal typically should be to provide an income stream, stay ahead of inflation, and reduce your taxes. When this is all explained to people, there isn't a panic mode when the stock market drops because those downtimes have already been taken into consideration in your portfolio design then rebalance, and most importantly, stay the course. Limit your access to the daily news commentators. Their mm. job is to give you is not to give you a stress-free retirement. Their job is to create fear and doubt in your mind. And a good example, Phil, would have been last year, 2023. The mm. stock market had ups and downs all mm -hmm. year, which down for the most part, and then, 20, uh, excuse me, and then in December, it just bounced back. So if they'd listened to these commentators and sold out, well, the end of the year, you know, produced a good result for the stock market last year. Yeah. In fact, I always tell my clients, Barb, that, uh, you know, the daily volatility we see going on is really not based on the actual price of the stocks in the underlying portfolios. It's based on uh, news, whether it's good or bad, mm -hmm. a lot of schizophrenic behavior going on there. But what they really need to concentrate on more than anything is the income that those stocks provide. It's called a dividend or interest. Yeah. And uh, those are the real wealth builders. I was talking to a client yesterday and in one year's time, you know, her dividends increased by about 30%. And that was incredible. And of course, what we did is we reinvested those dividends yep. by to buy additional shares. So those additional shares are going to create more dividends. It's a real wealth producer. So volatility is definitely something you have to watch out for, but I'm not as concerned about the return on that portion of the portfolio as much as I am it producing wealth by way of dividends and income. Well, these are just four issues that are key to retirement planning, and we want to make sure you have a plan that addresses each of these. And if you haven't done that yet, now is a great time to do so. It's never too early, never too late, too, to, to start planning for your financial future. If you want to get in touch with Barbara and Phil at Pathfinder Wealth, all you need to do is go to pathfinderchat.com. You can schedule a meeting right there. Find a time that works for you. You'll pick a time off the calendar, and you'll be ready to go. Again, pathfinderchat.com. Barbara and Phil, as always, thanks for the time. Again, a reminder, upcoming class coming up, taxes and retirement, March 18th and 20th. 
You can always get more information by calling 815-399-9806. Barbara and Phil, thanks for the time. Have a good week. Yeah, you too. Thank you, you too, Thanks for tuning in. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.